Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What do you make of the line, we've shit too many times in the same pot to piss on our own feet? What What does that proverb mean? I think the idea is we have been so careful about one thing that like, you know, we've we've been so careful about consolidating our waste that we should be able to piss without hitting our shoes. Welcome to Bald New Prestige, the officially unofficial podcast for Shogun on FX Hulu. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're back for episode two of the miniseries. Uh, Aaron, kind of talked about what we thought in general of the show in the first episode, so I don't know that we need to rehash that too much, but what do you think specifically about this episode? As much as I like the first episode, I kind of like this one even more. Um, There's not as like the the first episode is a poo-poo platter of uh, sex and violence and intrigue and comedy and beauty and age of sail wooden sailing ships and i was just 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 delighted um this was a lot more absorbing like you really start getting into the ins and outs of the strategy and you start to see a little bit of the second hearts of people um and come to appreciation of like what toranaga is trying to do and what is like i also started to get a little respect for ishidu um, the other, the chief lord that's his chief rival. And I started seeing like, this is like a godfather situation where Toranaga is the, is the godfather and uh, Ishidu is like Barzini, you know, sure. like he's very smart, but he's not quite as smart as the godfather, but he knows that. So he's like paying very close attention to what, you know, uh, uh, Don Corleone's doing and trying to match him step for step, but he just can't quite do it. Or he's limited by his stupid allies. Like, you know, Barzini had Tataglia, the, who's a fucking idiot. Uh, and his uh-huh. idiot. So it's like, I, I just kept on seeing, like, and I'm like, yes, this is the shit that I really like. Um, yeah. And it continued to be amazingly well acted and beautiful to look at and uh, oh, yeah. sounds great. So it's like, yes, I, I even like, I like this episode even more than the first one. How about you? Nice. Uh, you say absorbing. I say confusing. That's not entirely true. I found I found certain elements of it very confusing. Mm. And I still, after two watches, have questions about some of the motivations of people or some of the understanding why the 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 moves they're making are important and smart. Um, in context of the Christian background and the Japanese background. It's a little bit confusing, but I also was appreciating 90% of it for how interesting the intrigue is. So I, I, I'm kind of torn on this episode, but really only for my own ignorance, not because I think there's anything wrong with the quality of it, if that makes sense. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it, I it is that. beautiful. There are some shots here of the city and just like... uh the landscape that are amazing and like you said the acting man 
Every, everybody everybody is playing their part so well from Blackthorn who you know is is growing in my estimation over the course of this episode somehow uh, to Yabashige who continues to be a little he, he seems I don't know he, he just seems like an ugh kind of guy right like you're you're just such a gross opportunist you will jump ship. You have no. He does not strike me as a man with honor, is the thing. Yeah, and, and I think that's kind of what they're getting at with his character in this episode, in particular. In the first episode, you're supposed to think, oh, you know, he he's a very smart man who has kind of weighed all the pros and cons here and is going with the flow, right? Mm-hmm. This episode, he's making moves that are kind of gross, but I think we'll learn more about that in the future. Uh. So I don't know. I appreciate this episode, even though I'm a little bit confused by it. I also really liked how they gave dimensionality to the foes. Like, I think this Father Martin. Yeah. Seems like he might be an ally. He's like in the you, you kind of uh, I, I appreciate him as a younger Father Domingo that will also meet sure. this episode that like he really believes in the cause and he's uncomfortable with the venal nature of some of the dealings of his superiors and this organization um so mm-hmm. i yeah I, I like the fact i mean that's a hallmark of great dramatic television when they are humanizing and illuminating you got good guys and bad guys on both sides you've got people without honor and honorable people of good intentions on both sides um i love it yeah i love it. all the facets I, I'm, I'm with you uh why don't we get into the recap We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, back with more Bald Move. Yep. Start off in Osaka one year ago. A little bit of a flashback here is the Taiko is dying. And he invites Toronaga to stay near his deathbed with him. Um, and asks him if he'd be interested in being regent until their young heir comes of age. Toronaga does not think that's in the best interest either of himself or of the Taiko's son. And he's worried that a civil war is starting, so... Taiko forms a council of regents, including Toronaga, and asks him to protect his son until he comes of age at 16. So I want to make a series of statements that I think is true, um, and you tell me if you disagree with any of them. Okay. This Lord, this Taiko, had in, in, in the recent past, I don't know how recent, whether it's 10 years ago, 30 years ago, had attempted an invasion of China through the Korean Peninsula and was repulsed seems and that is what i think is the proximal cause of all the unrest like if they had conquered korea and then china they would be ruling as like supreme lords of multiple continents and because Mm. they got defeated that this is made the other lord like there's no longer enough territory and riches divide up against these very ambitious lords and it's caused a political problem now especially now the old man's dying 
without okay, I don't know that I agree with that. Um, what don't you agree with it? Because like, with, when I say because the Tycho says, I wish I had taken Korea, mm-hmm. implying that he would be ruling Korea and perhaps all yeah. of China, and he would and just he give given Japan to Tornaga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. That that I agree with. It's something about, um, something it said later about the Portuguese, the Catholics coming in and meddling and causing an incursion or, or maybe that wasn't the word they okay. used. Essentially causing a civil war that I think is... So this is part of my confusion. I think what they're saying is the Catholics came in, started a civil war that distracted uh, this Tycho from his goal of taking Korea. So it wasn't... Or it, it, in secret aided the Koreans to keep the uh, Japanese perhaps, on. Because like I, I think the, the other thing I understood is the Spain and Portugal want to be the sole point of contact for all these people. They yes. want to monopolize the trade in China. They want to monopolize the trade in Japan. They want to monopolize the trade in Korea. All these different And ultimately kingdoms. turn them into their vassals. Uh, holdings. Yeah. yeah. And if Japan had united all of like the broader Asia under that and the one they automatically will not have the same amount of power as divi- bargaining with all these guys divided. So that's, I, that's the other statement is I think this is my understanding is Japan and Portugal. I'm sorry. Spain and Portugal use this hidden fortress of Japanese yeah. Ronin and all these guns and troops to turn the tide of certain battles and foment uh, and also to have a, a popular Christian uprising to undercut this lord so we couldn't take Korea and China. Yes, I, I agree with that. Okay. For sure. All right. Um, All right. So I, that's why I said, again, I don't know this for a fact, but I also know that, like, you know, for the Europeans came and started meddling, that, like, there was, like, these pushes on both chi- from China and Japan to oh, consolidate yeah. power, to be the mm-hmm. regional empire. Um, and I think that all went down around this area. So, Yeah. yeah. Really that's the one thing I do know is the history of Japan and China is sorted. Uh, they both hate each other. Yes. Well, hated it certainly. Still, there's a lot of lingering hate. I think it's um, like the French and English, except for sides. things that yeah, except for things that happened hundreds of years ago. It's things that happened like eighty, you know, like to your grandparents. Sure, sure. So yeah, yeah, you get it. What do you make of the line, we've shit too many times in the same pot to piss on our own feet? What what does that proverb mean? (laughs) I think the idea is we have been so careful about one thing that, like, you know, we've we've been so careful about consolidating our waste that we should be able to piss without hitting our shoes. Yeah. Or, Or this is old hat to us. Can we really not? Yeah, you like we, we've dealt with a far, way, yeah. like 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 if you're dealt with the shit, like if you have to deal, if 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 if, if someone's saying, hey, I need a group of volunteers, someone deals with shit, someone deals with piss. I'm stepping forward to deal with the piss. Oh yeah, okay, sign me up because it's the it's the easiest thing to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. you can mop that shit up. No, you can mop that piss up. It's not going to get everywhere. It's much easier. It's a liquid. It's not a solid. So he's saying we've already dealt with the piss. Yeah. Or we've already dealt with the, the shit. shit. How can we mm-hmm. not be dealing with the piss? How can we be struggling with the piss? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they've already dealt with like a war in Korea. They've been through the grinder, right? But and the now other thing, their own stuff is tearing them apart. As they're establishing different war buddies, like the Taiko and Toranaga were war buddies. Uh, you'll find out that the Ishidu was a war buddy to Yoka Yokoshi Yobashiga. Uh, you know, he was, I didn't, I didn't, the mm-hmm. young war guy pulled out from a 
pile of dead Koreans. And so there's just like this old like alliances that are shifted, you know, like yeah. Yobushigo, like if he was a Shidu's war buddy, why the hell did he join with Toranaga? That's still a big open question I have after this, this episode. But that's deals the yeah, duality they, of servants of two masters, you know. They directly raise that question and do not give us an answer. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. Um, and the one lesson that he wants his son to learn is that the man who stands at the greatest height is the loneliest man in the realm. It's, uh, I guess a concern for people who don't like to be lonely. Mm-hmm. I think what he's saying is there are enemies all around and oh, it's, yeah. it's a paranoid life, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that seems to be universal truth that the more power you have, it's isolating because if nothing else, how can someone relate? Mm-hmm. It's not relatable to be the person who rules an entire nation. Yeah, especially this nation. I mean, they make a point of saying, look at Osaka, look yeah. at its grandeur. What do you think the person who rules this place must be like? Yeah. How do you think they rule? What kind of man yeah. must, must, would it take to rule this place? It's it's intimidating. Uh, let's go over to Rodriguez, one of my favorite characters who's showing well, can we, Wait, priest... can we talk about the intro? What did you, did you okay. have? Uh... It's a very Is this the first episode with the intro? Yes, the first one okay, didn't have I one. I thought so. Uh, I like... The part I like the most is the sailing over this Japanese garden, uh, like sand, yeah. sand uh, art kind of thing. Oh, that yeah. stuff was really evocative. Yeah, it's got this very foundationy. If you've seen Apple TV's Foundation series, it does a, something similar with these like shifting sands, is like living sands. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it's I, that shukame kind of thing that they were talking about in the first episode, right? They are literally like sailing the sea. They're navigating the the rough waters, but it's the Japanese art garden and and that kind of gives me the vibe of going with the flow of nature right these these tides are going to take you the direction they're going to take you and you need to do your best to navigate it yeah and there's like this kind of like also this mandala thing this this sand art practice of is that what um, it's called okay uh, i think so but that's it's also i'm not sure if it's like that's buddhist there might be a different term for the shinto uh traditions Uh, and i know both kind of have their place in japan uh, I did think it was a little missed opportunity when I first saw, started going up. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like very Game of Thrones where you're going to see Japan hmm. and like hmm. Toranaga's here and Osako's here and Ashido's here. I could have I kind of could have used that. I think that would have been a cool way to like ground myself and where everything's happening. Yeah, we'll but see if it matters. Like, so far, everything is happening in Osaka. There's like there's no one way. other location. There's no way yeah, that we'll re- like, yeah, like, like, and I. It's so important in Game of Thrones to understand where things were happening mm-hmm. relative to its world. Uh, that might, but the, you know, I can always look at a map. But um, <laughs> sure. Anyway, it's it's one of those things where instead of studying it every episode, I think it's it's probably going to be more of like, oh, that's kind of neat, and then never watch it again. Right. Um. So Rodriguez shows the priest the pirating records he found on Blackthorn ship. Uh, one of the priests wants to show the records to the Japanese, but the other, Martin, points out that the uh, Toronaga might want a complete translation of it, which is a problem because it contains some entanglements in Macau that they don't want the Japanese to know about. So yeah. Rodriguez suggests they kill Blackthorn, um, and one of them is about to be the interpreter for him. So. It's not, he'll see to it. It's not a problem. Yeah. 
And I like that that this other entanglement is Toranaga turns out and, you know, part of his five way sharing of power, he is like the minister of uh, foreign affairs, essentially. So like all Mm -hmm. of this stuff is squarely under his parlay and will be until the Lords execute him. So he has ultimate power to hold their ships, to get a complete translation of this log. He's he's, he's in a unique position to threaten them. Yeah. And he's a desperate Uh, man. He's a desperate man at this point. His back is to the wall. Speaking of missed opportunities, I I was absolutely salivating at the possibilities here. When we see in the previous episode that Toranaga has personally invited Mariko to be his translator, and then he's also invited this priest to be the translator, yes. that to me was incredibly interesting. And I think there's a missed opportunity here for them to have a secret interpreter. For them to have someone there verifying that the priest doesn't know is verifying oh, the words. Three I part. thought Mariko was going to be sitting <laughs> sitting outside the paper wall listening in, right? Like in, a, in another room over. Because there's no way you cannot hear these people discussing things from yeah. the next room over. That would have been, I think, even more interesting. Like him having the information that he he can verify secretly whether this guy is telling him the truth. You're right. There it is. He. I wonder why if, if that was an intentional or it just he didn't think to be that sneaky. Because you're right. That's a strictly better. Because I, I, my impression of this father is that he wouldn't have outright committed falsehoods, but he might have put as much spin on something. Sure. But like when Mariko's there, he instantly. I like. I, I was kind of curious to see what he was going to do too. Yeah. And with Mariko there like especially you find out that he was her teacher he knows how good she is at speaking Portuguese it's just not possible to do something like that so it's like right yeah and I was at the really very least like it would have been a loyalty test to yes. see if this guy's going to be loyal or even like worst case scenario for this guy it would have been he can verify that oh he's not giving me the truth and in fact I know that and he doesn't and now I have yeah. that piece of information so he doesn't know that I know he's not loyal but on the other hand, you also can tell a lot by how this guy was affected by Mariko's presence. Like, I think maybe sure. that's another yeah. test of like, you know, how much is he going to freak out or how flustered he's going to be? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't like a actually formally introduce this scene, but this is the interpreter arrives, um, speaks briefly with the air before the meeting commences. And Mariko's there as a backup interpreter to verify his translations, essentially, although it's under the guise of her learning from him, which I did like. Uh, Blackthorn explains that England is at war with Portugal because Catholics are the enemies of Protestants. Uh, Toronaga asks him what he'd do if they were also enemies with Japan. Uh, and Blackthorn says, well, I'd make peace with my maker because I'm dead. Uh, and then Ishido shows up and carts Blackthorn off to prison. Um, you mentioned not knowing about the Jesuits. And I had known about yeah. the Jesuits uh, from from time to time. They've come up in fiction that I've enjoyed, and the reputation I have. So the Jesuits are one of the orders that is expressly created by the Pope. Um, they are often called the Marines of God. Like the idea is like they're the fir- they they are yeah. the most devoted. They are the first boots on the ground in terms of missionary work. Uh, they are uh, all modern days tend to be also at the forefront of like scientific and philosophical thought of the church. Hmm. Um, but they're personally loyal to like, uh, there's a, I forget what the Latin phrase to describe how they're supposed to re but like um, the, the idea is like almost like they're zombies. They're like, they're like dead corpses, 
they're only animated by the will of God and the Pope. They are supposed to have no personal hmm. desires. Um, but I think they're put, and I think that they're showing that this father, Martin, Martin, oh God, it's Martinez, Martinez all over again. <laughs> uh. Old, old fans, walking dead fan, old school, walking dead fans know what I'm talking about. Father Martin, I think sees himself as a Marine of God, that he does see himself as this, this higher noble purpose and that he is young enough to still have that passion, but also old enough to see how it's actually being applied in this new land and finds it distasteful, hmm. but maybe justifies it because of the barbarism. Like, you know, obviously he sees what the Englishman doing here of like butchering their way through Catholic Manila the Philippines is also abhorrent. So maybe it's a lesser of two evils, but he's seems very uncomfortable with the position he's put in, in terms of his eternal life and soul and God and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And later, um, the position he's in is sort of a middleman for the business as well. Um, with this black ship stuff, this Faria yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the dialogue in the scene. I think it really just sparkles. There's so much of the, the dialogue in the show is really good. Especially um, the way man, that, that the... stuff about where he says, oh, my Lord, I couldn't possibly imagine myself being your enemy. And he says, I very, I very easily I can. <laughs> yeah. And, and how what smooth then, he was. Uh, yeah. It's so good. Um, I also really like how the way, you know, because it'd be tedious to watch this be translated yep. and they just can increase the tempo. They start off with the father interpreting, but like it gets like his responses get shorter and shorter and they kind of like, so it's at by the end of the scene, it's just Toronaga talking right to Blackthorn. Yes. And it's such That's a really real cool technique. It lets that dialogue just crackle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. All right, Mariko tells her son uh, what Blackthorn oh, looked we, like. We missed out Ashido because yeah. this, is this is a crucial thing. Ashido, the rival lord, walks in and is like surprised and kind of shames Tornaga for taking an interest in Blackthorn. Did we, did you introduce this? I, I mean, I, I said he shows up and carts Blackthorn off to prison, but we can talk oh, about okay. it. Oh, okay. Because like, I think this is another subtle strategy of like Toranaga is hoping that they take the bait. Like his only way uh -huh. out is if he can split, the, split the Christian Lords from the non-Christian Lords. And by, I think at this point he's almost feigning interest and like, Hey, I, I kind of want these guns and cannons if things go bad, but also, if I can kind of get like some, I, 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 my spies tell me there's some kind of beef here. I don't understand it, but if I can, and he gets more than he's bargained for in terms of like black thorn being an oh, ally, yeah. but I think he's just fucking around and, and like he's using, he's hoping Ishido would show up and he could be like, Oh yeah, I was just, you know, I was just playing along, satisfying my curiosity, but I'll send him to prison for execution. No problem. Knowing that that's like set in the hook. Oh, yeah. Totally, yeah. He's springing the trap on him here. He's he's letting him spring the trap on himself, which I really love. Yeah, and also like how these letters are marked, like you know, those only make sense when you acknowledge and you respect all the powers. Like when in Japan, like what? Yeah, some king I never Danish. even heard of said it's okay for you to rape and pillage. Okay, right. <laughs> you know, uh, and it's not even head, your yeah. king. It's another king that told you it's okay to do this. What? It seems mm -hmm. like bullshit. 
And it, it, it kind of is, if we're being oh, honest. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Mariko tells uh, her son what Blackthorn looked like, and then she explains to her very stern husband that she was invited to translate for him. Uh, he's not happy about that. But then Hiramatsu shows up and takes Mariko to see Tornaga again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting because uh, she is now the daughter-in-law to this very powerful lieutenant of Toranaga. But yeah, this husband is like, I, I, it seems like this husband is just a disappointment. Like, I don't even think his father, the Iron Hand, likes him because he just deals with him in total disrespect. You mm-hmm. know, it's like Toranaga's called another meeting. Oh, yeah, not with you, you dumbass. Sit down. It's your wife he wants. Like, there's yeah. a more tactful way to deal with that, but then again i guess in japanese culture the father doesn't really have to respect the son it's a sure it's a really kind of a one-way street uh mariko socializes a bit with toranaga's court here uh before they get down to business he asks her judgment on blackthorn and she thinks that they should be wary of him Hiramatsu doesn't understand why he's wasting time with Blackthorn, and Torinaga says he's going to use him. Well, he doesn't say it. He lets Mariko uh, figure it out. He says he's going to use him to divide the council since two of the regents are actually Christian. So yeah. far, so good. Although, I the first time around, I was I was having difficulty wondering why Catholic regents wouldn't just have Blackthorn killed. Um, but and they do. Turns out that's exactly what they want, which is what is dividing the council. Um, this is the Barzini. Like he doesn't know why Toranaga is fascinated with the barbarian, but he knows he's smart enough that he should want to know why before he lets the Christian Lord kill. So it's like it's yeah, absolutely. It's it's really like on second watch, it's really rewarding because you can see all this kind of unfold. Um, mm-hmm. And I I just again I really like this dinner party scene where you know the. It's the 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 wife of his general, like the Iron Hands, right? Um, yeah. Who he's like teasing, and there's like, oh, you're so unmanageable. Tornaga's like, yeah, it's unma- unmanageable like that ass of yours. Right. And the way the way the general, the, his face when he said that, like, yeah, you're you're not wrong. That that ass is hard to handle. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that kind of, you know, uh, I didn't expect that kind of comedy in my High Lord's Table discussions. Uh huh. Yeah, it's welcome though. I I feel like this can get a little overbearing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so those moments of levity are pretty nice. Uh, somebody is take. Oh, oh, we also find that uh, Tornaga has spies among the Portuguese Catholics, which I think is interesting to note. Seems like he's got Seems spies like everybody everywhere. Has spies. Yeah. Well, everybody has those. spies. Like, uh, I I don't know if it's Ishido or if it's Toranaga himself who has spies over in Edo uh, or or wherever that uh, sailing, wherever the ship showed up. Yeah, Yuba said that he has, uh, he must have spies in the village. He's he's very well connected and all all these pigeons going around very much remind me of the ravens in Game of Thrones, you know. Absolutely. These these maesters and their rookeries tying little scripts of scrolls to bird feed. It's uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's fun. Uh, somebody is taken out of Blackthorn's cell and he spots a man of faith inside and he strikes up a conversation, finds out that the man, everybody in this uh, prison here is marked for death, uh, as is Toronaga. 
Did you recognize Father Domingo? Uh, again, not until I looked him up because he looked very familiar. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. The thing that I most recognize him from is, um, I think, Clear and Present Danger, that uh, Tom Clancy film with Harrison Ford. Okay. But he plays a lot of kind of... Yeah, he plays a lot of like Latino, shady, bad guys. Uh, He's played a couple heroic figures. He plays... uh... The, the the main bad guy in Fast Five, right? Yeah. Uh, All right. The brother um, of Jason Momoa. Uh-huh. Jason Momoa's dad, I think, or is it his brother? I think it's his I think brother. It's his dad. He's old enough, right? Uh, they dyed his hair. Uh, but yeah, he's in full old man mode, and he's like again instantly likable. It's another one of my characters I instantly took a shine to. This priest that refused to let his heart grow dark by you know being sent over here and he's still about the souls and he's ministering to these giving these men their last rites in prison Mm -hmm. my question is like is he a prisoner himself or is he just like on like would the portuguese the the but yeah would the portuguese see this man killed or is he just permanently in prison to give these men their last rites as a very cynical ploy to sideline him and also cover their spiritual asses i assume he's also going to be killed but he's just serving this role as yeah long as he's alive i suppose it might be useful to keep him alive because like you know if you're you're Mm -hmm. killing men and sending them to hell like that's like because that's the thing about the, the 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 extra layer of crazy about all the spiritual stuff is that um you know these people can have clean hands because ultimately as long as they're giving these men their last rites that they'll be in paradise and they'll be in the embraced in the bosom of Abraham they're not really doing anything bad you know this earth stuff and is all just temporary the, it gives the executed a reason to go along with it not exactly. try to exactly if you fight murder the man who's giving them your last rites and now you're going into the gates of hell or purgatory at best mm-hmm. like yeah why why would you take your fate so 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 easily so I, I think there's a little bit of prison intrigue here to be honest yeah maybe they're keeping him alive uh, I really love that it says speaking Portuguese in the subtitles when we first meet uh, this, this guy but what he's doing is he's giving them the sign of the cross which is Latin <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why they put speaking Portuguese there because he's most certainly just, not because there's a lot of I, I gather a lot of people didn't realize that like when you hear English in the show you're supposed to understand uh-huh. that they're speaking Portuguese that is like totally. the universal translated language but like even though Blackthorn is an Englishman he's not speaking English he's speaking all English is Portuguese yes except Latin is not Portuguese and Latin is what he's speaking here so ass <laughs> eh, whatever is it? I because uh, I I wouldn't know Latin from Portuguese to be honest. Well, I mean, it's the sign of the cross, right? It's like the the it's it's the the thing that they say in church all the time in the name yeah, of the Father, the like Son, a, in, the Holy in Spirit. Nomine Dios, uh, Nomine Padre, Padre said Fili, Sancto Spiritus, yeah, yeah, that, I, that I, shit. We didn't do that in our religion, so we don't know it very well. But that's totally. But if Latin. you put a gun, if I if you put a gun to my head and said, "What's that in Portuguese?" It might be very close to that. So it like, would be, I, I just yeah, wasn't sure. Very close. Yeah, they're all, you know, those Latin uh, languages. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I thought when I saw this guy is, who is this guy? He looks very familiar, but he also looks like the... He also looks like the disguise that Carrie Ellis wears in Robin Hood Men in Tights when he goes to the archery contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like looking True. a little bit a little bit worse for wear there. 
Um, and I was I was quite confused by a lot of the stuff he was saying throughout the episode, but we'll get to some of that. All right. Um, he describes here all of the different regents, um, gives them names, and kind of runs down who they are and why they're regents, why they're important. Uh, there's this Sugiyama guy who's descended from the richest family, uh, samurai family in Japan. There's Ono, who's a feared warrior, but his affliction of leprosy led him into the arms of the church. And then Kiyama, a man whose faith in Christ is guided only by his greed and ambition. And Ishido, yeah, so, who we know who lives in the castle full time. Uh, Sugiyama seems like the least developed. He's just a rich dude. Yeah. Then you got the two Christian guys, one of which is obviously, you know, stands out because he's his face is all fucked up from leprosy. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, Ishido, I kind of I'm kind of taking a shine to, too. He's uh uh, a likable villain uh, he's not a st- he's not an idiot i just love it when you have villains that are not complete fools mm-hmm. yeah it really helps but, the, but it's it helps because they can't believably just be steamrolled by the good guys yeah yeah uh so ishido is dressed and begins the day's work putting his seal of approval on various documents while eyeing the armor in the corner and he meets with the other regents to vote on Toronaga's demise. However, they demand to first have Blackthorn executed. I really like this uh, frustration that Shido shows that he's on the moment of triumph. And he's already like, I, I like how they showed that he, you know, he sees that he's got this proud warrior tradition. There's his armor that's been sitting, you know, uh, gathering dust and he sits down to a long day just stamping documents and he's like he's like I I, I saw myself the way Toganaga Toranaga sees us as these like powerless bureaucrats and but but these yeah these men who's it's partially their faith I think oh no it's definitely more of his faith um the other guy uh, Kiyama it's more like you know the fact that his bread's being buttered by Jesus Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just a frustration of like, God damn it, guys! If we could put aside all these petty differences, but then again, if they could do that, they wouldn't be in the position they're in. So, sure, <laughs> I yeah. like it. It's pretty good. Uh, and then we go back to the cells. Uh, I didn't know this guy's name. I don't. I don't know that they ever tell you. Uh, you said Father Domingo. Yeah, I can't remember if I got that from uh, IMDb or if I, I was able to look it up because he says when he's introducing himself, he's Father Domingo. Uh, maybe yeah, it's Father Domingo. Father Sunday. I missed it. Uh, so he tells Blackthorn the entire sordid history of Catholic trade in Japan, including a gun smuggling operation out of Macau, which rings a bell in Blackthorn's head. He's heard of a guy tell stories about this place. Uh, I... So this is another scene that was hard for me to decipher, but I think I eventually got it. Um, and this is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, where the church sort of incited a rebellion. Perhaps in Japan, perhaps in Korea, it's not clear exactly to me. Uh, I think it's to, both. To, a to either attack. distract or repel Taiko, the Taiko from accomplishing his mission there. Yeah. So they, I, so I think they, he I think didn't shut both. down the profitable trade because he was working to push the Catholics out of Japan and shut down yeah. this exploitative trade, this usury sort of yeah. thing that they had going. And if he was able to conquer Korea and then make a significant foothold that like the, his wealth and power and esteem would have made it to where they 
couldn't have stopped that. And they're yeah. Turns out their whole goal is to weaken these rulers to where they can easily take them over and put someone like uh um I keep forgetting this guy's name, uh uh Akiyama. Like that's their perfect guy mm-hmm. to have on the throne. Someone who sure. is weak and easy to turn and control. Uh, mm-hmm. And someone like Toranaga, who is is too shrewd and smart um, and honorable, uh, that they're like that's an anathema to them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seems like he's a jaded Catholic, but jaded with maybe the wrong form of Catholicism, the greedy, uh, self interested yeah. form. Like he's came here, like he says in seventy two. I think this takes place right at sixteen hundred or maybe sixteen oh four. So roughly thirty years ago was just nothing but faith in Jesus and wanting to save souls. And he sees that it's, it's not about that. It's only about the money, all about power. And that's probably why he's in prison. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's also, scene. you're supposed to understand this is the older version of father Martin Martin. Okay. Yeah, I could see it that uh, maybe it's, 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 you're not sure which way he's going to go, but like, this is one of the futures that he could, he could have, or he's just disgusted at what his country and his religion is doing. Yeah, there's going to be this Ferreira guy in the next scene that's going to kind of demonstrate a, a little bit Martin's sort of unease, at least, with the nature of business and, business and Catholicism, the, the entanglements mm-hmm. there. Um, but this scene also, Tornaga uh, gets a little bit of uh, light here, where they talk about him being born Minawara, which um, they're holy men, they have a divine mandate, and... That mandate is uh, to rule as the highest rank, the highest title, I guess, that a mortal can achieve, which is Shogun. Which is a distinction from the emperor who is literally considered a god. So he yeah, is divine, yeah. immortal, blah, blah, blah. Shogun is the highest you can be if you're outside that bloodline. Mm-hmm. And in practice, again, through many parts of the medieval Japan, the Shogun actually was more powerful and the emperor is just a figurehead like the king and queen in, in England today. Right. Yep. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause. And now, back with more Bald Move. Uh, so yeah, let's go over to the captain of the black ship asking Martine. I think this guy's name is Ferreira, um, is what the subtitles say. Uh, asking Martine to get Tornera's approval for his ship to depart. And he says, we're working on it. This is the one thing I was confused on. This has to be a gross simplification. There can't be a single ship that once a year oh, yeah. makes the trip. Like maybe there's one ship a month, but they make it like this is the ship. Like if if, if this Even, ship gets delayed, it won't it won't be able to make its shipment for next year. Like they, there's no I don't care how big this ship is. There's no way it can yeah. take all the silk trade. Yeah, this could be Noah's freaking Ark, and it's not going to hold enough. Uh, And the way that they describe the sort of pack that they were running in, even as pirates, as privateers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, With the, the, as Mora, whatever it was called, uh, Blackthorn's group of ships. It was a group of five ships. Yeah. It wasn't a singular ship. Um, They were down to one ship. Maybe it's one ship per port like a region like this is the Osaka ship oh this is the black ship that shows up in our port yeah and like every there's yeah, Edo maybe. has one and or Edo has one and uh, the other places but like I, I don't yeah and yeah but, but I without knowing more it does seem like wow one ship is the yeah but it's also a good way if you would just want to simplify a story it's like you just make it all or nothing you know yeah I suppose so 
simplifies a lot of much more boring bureaucracy of shutting down multiple ships and you know it's like who cares you know just just tell the most exciting version of it one ship one ship (laughs) um so then martine warns mariko that he has read blackthorn's journals and he is a worse man than she thinks also he knows about her dark thoughts um i wonder i wonder what that means is that is that telling He's us probably something confessed to her yeah well yeah but i wonder like is, is is that telling something is that is that i i is that something that they're telling us the audience to make sure that we weren't left behind or is that something that he's trying to work like mm. if he's helped her resolve her suicidal ideation before is it something he could not do if she's going to be a problem going forward is it something that he could like whisper the right words into her ear to get her to be suicidal or i wasn't sure because like they'd already kind of told us about her problems this first episode but yeah that's the thing sometimes um, you got to do that more than once to make sure the audience follows or doesn't go off on wild goose chases i mean the new information here is that she's discussed it with martine um and I don't know if they're using that to do anything more currently or if they will in the future, but... Is she disgusted with him? No, she has discussed her, those feelings. Not She's oh, not disgusted with him. She has you, discussed this okay. with... Disgusted. Oh, it. got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also like that they... He calls her Lady Maria, which I suppose Mariko translates nicely to Mary, Maria, hmm. whatever. Oh, that's her Christian name, apparently. Ah, I thought he was just making a, a comment about her faith in the Virgin Mary. I don't think so. I think he calls her. You that. could be right. You could be right. I could see them like that's a you know form of colonialism, right? Renaming right. someone. Mm-hmm. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ishido visits Yabushige to ask what Tornaga sees in this pirate, Blackthorn. Uh, Yabushige guesses that it might be his hatred of the Portuguese that makes him useful, especially if the Christian regents decided to make a move. Of course, it doesn't matter because Ishido has already approved Blackthorn's execution, unless, of course, Yabushige can do something to stop it. Here's where I start to think why. Here's where I lose the actual vision of what the machinations are. And I think that's good. Like, as if you, it was clear I think to so. you, then, but it, I, I've, yeah, but there's a couple of theories, right? Okay. I'd, I'd be interested to hear your theories because I don't have any good ones myself. I've okay. been thinking, I've been racking my brain. Why would they want to save this man from death and put him in Torganaga, Torganaga's possession again? There has to be some other layer that they've considered that I have not. Okay. So the first part is like, why would they want to keep him from being killed? I think you, know, uh, it's it's clear that to me that Shido does not know why. Uh, he doesn't understand why Toranaga is in, in is um, intrigued by this barbarian, but he knows that mm-hmm. Toranaga is smart enough. That he's probably got a good reason, and he doesn't want this man to die without knowing that. And he okay. doesn't certainly doesn't want Toranaga and these guys both to die before oh, he. Oh God, that's a risky move. Like it is my a really risky move. This pawn, but here's the and thing. I'm going to give it back so I can figure out why he needs this pawn. No, 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 no. What I'm unclear on is if the plan was for Yoshiba or Yobashi, Yobashiga to kidnap him and deliver him to Ishidu, or if Shido says uh... give you back the turn so we can find out what he knows. 
Because, like, it's only risky okay. if you think that the plot was to get him back to Toranaga. It's I don't happens, know that. So I assumed, but maybe, yeah, maybe I shouldn't assume that. But it could be that Yoko, Yoko uh, Shiba is, no, Yoba Shiba is playing both sides. I mean, it's absolutely possible. This, If there's one guy playing both sides, it's this guy. Yeah. So it could be that he suggested, like, let me get an awe and I'll be your man. I'll be your spy inside the court and what he knows. I'll, and then when the time yeah, no, is I, right, we'll kill them both at the same time. And then we'll we'll know. And then in, in reward for my behavior, I won't be killed as part of this guy's war band. Right. This is the thing that I love about this scene is how he's pitching him on becoming his vassal right you you yeah. you might need this pawn and you might yeah. need a vassal to control him and i'm on the chopping block unless i turn traitor here so this is my only real play and i'm gonna take it and also am i really a traitor or am i just going back home because you've been my boy since the korean war and you know we fought we fought sure. the same blood and shed the same fought the same mud shed the same blood like it's am I even really a traitor? I yeah. I, He's I, I feeling him I, out here whether he'll be rewarded for treachery. And I, boy, th- that's such a slippery slope, right? It's like it is. You're gonna you're going to reward somebody for stabbing somebody else in the back. Well, especially when you see Yabu, he does that in a microcosm in the next scene. Like he pays these brigands to uh-huh. save Blackthorn from execution, and then immediately executes them because they're a loose end. So like right. Why would he think that Ishibu, Ishidu would honor his word? Like, as soon as he does the thing, why wouldn't he just be killed along with... So it's like, right, I he's think a this is all intentional. <laughs> like, uh-huh. these are wheels within wheels. And and, and honestly... But, uh, it, but if it's your only play, yeah, it's it buys you time. Cl- he's right? climbing the ladder of chaos. Yeah, yeah. Like, it gets you to the next rung. And whether the next exactly. rung is the one that's broken and you fall to your death... You never you don't know, know, but if you stay at this rung, you're going to die. So you got to yeah. you got to make your. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Or it's the like Amos talked about in the expanse is to churn. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. just this upheaval and he's just trying like the ground shifting beneath his feet. And he's trying to find where uh, one secure foothold so we can spring to the next one. Yeah, it's super interesting. The contrast of him versus Toronaga because Toronaga feels like he's making new ground. He's yeah. he's the one shaking the world. He's making causing the ground to, to fall from underneath yes. everyone else and he's stepping across the stones that still stand, right? Yes. Watch yeah. why he's and this guy he's is Don jumping Corleone. desperately. He's Don Corleone and this other guy is Barzini. He just mm-hmm. uh he's not yep. quite he's 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 very smart and he can follow well but he's not able to lead. Absolutely. And I, I, like I said, I'm 50-50 on whether this Yuba guy is true blue or not. Like, I, I'm i maybe 51% thinking he will be loyal because he's so coded as a two-faced traitor that, like, surely they're mm-hmm. not going to have him be the one that's the turncoat. <laughs> and also, he's extremely likable. That's a very rare quality to give uh, just, just, just the worst kind of turncoat in fiction. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll see. Uh, I do question how having a military or how having a pirate uh, who hates Portuguese will help when the Christian regions make their move but I guess they're hoping maybe to get the support of England yeah or just Portuguese I think it's just mostly he doesn't again he's I don't think he understands the opportunity to Blackthorn gives him but he's smart enough to 
be wary of an opportunity that to, the the Toranaga Tokanaga sees. Um, yeah. So it's like I said, it's like yeah, I don't I think he understands it himself. He's just like, eh, boy, I killed both these guys without. You know, because like, hey, Shido could benefit from this. He's not a Christian. Like, if he found out that there's other flags he could parlay with, get a better deal, it's just better for him. He'll get more and more powerful. And I think he wants to be, unironically, yeah. the Shogun. So it tracks. It, it tracks, it, I the think. The question to me, the big question to me is why put him in Toronaga's custody? That's the and one I, that's, thing that I'm like, ah, I it, just, like, that's really risky if all you're looking for is to figure out what his plan is. <laughs> A hundred percent. But again, I don't know Yabu's heart and I don't know exactly which side and I don't know what Ishido knows sure. about him either. Other than there yeah. used to be war buddies, which I didn't know until this episode. All right, let's go to Blackthorn. He's grabbed out of his cage, led through the woods. We kind of talked about this. The his, the group that has him in custody is killed by bandits whom Yabushige hired to steal Blackthorn. And Yabushige also kills the bandits so he can cover his tracks. Do you know the old man had blue eyes? Old, the which old man? The, the, the one There's that was the, distra- the distraction that like kind of like is the inciting. This oh. old beggar is kind of. I I wonder just just since we watched the blue eyed samurai, are they implying that he's kind of? Uh, you know, oh. this is offensive. I understand, but like the, uh, like a half breed, yeah, uh, a monster, a demon, whatever a monster, they call them. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that one of the reasons they use this guy to? I, he, didn't, I, he didn't get killed by Yaba either. I was reading Yaba this as a blind beggar, but maybe it was blue eyes. Apparently, I don't look at people's eyes. I didn't notice the terrible contacts. Oh, I didn't you thought his eyes were just kind of roomy. I thought they were milky. Okay, and, yeah. okay, all right. That might you might be right, but also I think John's eyes now that I see them look a little roomy, look a little like he got bit <laughs> by a zombie six hours ago and he's about to turn. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it could be. There's there's um, certainly that around that time. But just a, this is just the the multiple levels of treachery here in thirty seconds. Like I've the record number of literal backstabs in a sixty in a sixty second period I've ever seen in fiction. Yeah. Um, I so here's the other thing that I found interesting about this scene is he so Yabushige or Yabushige has called John Blackthorn brash and simple in the past. And I think that he is kind of being oblivious in this scene. When he hears him say thank you in Japanese, he says, oh, you can learn or whatever. It surprises him. Um, but he doesn't take that to heart. He, simp- he then uses that to make him call himself a dog and it's all funny uh, for him. But he doesn't realize that, oh, actually, this isn't a very simple man. This is a man who I actually need to consider as formidable. Right, because the other thing about Blackstorm's story um, is that he is multiple link. Like, he doesn't just know English and Spanish; he also knows Dutch because he was conversing with the Dutch crew. Right, um, I think that was even subtitled. He was speaking Dutch, so like he is really the the danger here is like other people have taught him words like teke and like other these, but like he's picked up the this on his own just in context. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is a guy who knows, like, four or five languages who's already starting to take apart your Lego set and put it back together. And and who who cha- who presented a challenge to you in a previous encounter. 
And why he doesn't take him more seriously at this point is kind of bewildering to me. And I also think there's another slight show showing of the the storytelling's hand is that when he says, oh, you're a good boy. All you want is a good master. Um, That's exactly what he what what he portrayed to uh, Ishidu that like um, Mm, uh, all you need is this man and a vassal who to control him, putting him as like, I think he's saying I'm the good master that's going to be you're going to be the loyal dog too. Uh, uh-huh. So I think, and now you could say that like, oh, he's actually talking about Toranaga, but like, I think mm. in context, he's seeing himself as like, ah, you are the dog that I'm going to rise to power on. Um, Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. But again, he's so, the guy I maximum suspect of treachery, which makes me automatically <laughs> not suspect him. Mm-hmm. I found it hilarious that, uh, Father Domingo was like when they come in to snatch Blackthorn out to execute him he thinks he's like oh quickly confess to me your sins confess all and you'll be forgiven you can enter heaven and it's like man there's not enough time left in this series to confess (laughs) all of his sins let alone in this moment and also the exception Blackthorn is like kind of like a skeptic a little bit of uh oh, yeah. you know it's like a, a god i don't quite believe in you know kind of a deal mm-hmm. so i think that was another of him like you know you keep your faith in your god he does not keep my faith in mine he just i think he's putting his faith in himself yeah i agree which i gotta say kind of misplaced like, there's gonna be <laughs> a lot of luck involved here in him surviving oh yeah because like you you're thinking about like if he if he had a shipwrecked a year ago He'd just been off with his head right away. If the Tycho was still alive. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, so. just and I, I think the Spaniard made that a good like a good point about like uh, you know, you, you say you eschewed his philosophy, did, but didn't you just float to the shore? Like what was your mm-hmm. what what was your uh active hand in your survival there? Um so a little a little I think any kind of uh quote unquote great man, great woman, whatever has to have a little yeah. bit of rationality to pull off. Oh, and a hell of a lot of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Alexander the Great is just Alexander if he doesn't wake up one day and be like, you know what? I can conquer the world. Who fucking thinks that? (laughs) Oh, Who fucking thinks that? Yeah. Like, if you even have a... You can't be that person if you have even a sliver of doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. uh, Blackthorn. Uh, Sorry, no. Yamashige brings Blackthorn to Tornaga, claiming that he saved him from bandits. And this time, Mariko is the one interpreting. Tornaga asks about English customs and what Blackthorn knows about the world. Blackthorn tells him about everything. Macau, uh, the gun running, the, the Portuguese and Spanish have split up the new world and have legal authority to lay claim to any part of their territory and turn it Catholic. Uh, this is all huge revelations for Tornaga. And this is shows the smarts of Blackthorn because he has now known a got a little bit of intelligence and he knows exactly how to serve it up and not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like in, in way of passing. Oh, yeah, we had to divert around this giant base in Macau because it's just teeming with these Japanese. I think they're called Ronin. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he knows exactly the red meat to and Toranaga doesn't understand that he's been primed by the priest to kind of like so he's taken this in as it's like you know, just off the cuff, unvarnished intelligence. And it's just really great to see how the tables have slightly turned and Blackthorn's got a little bit of information and how well he's using it. 
Yeah, and how he has accumulated those scraps. Like, even in that first episode, the very first encounter with the Portuguese, he susses out, oh, you didn't actually even tell them that someone other than Portuguese exists over right. in the old world, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's collecting these little tidbits and serving them up, like you said, very, very tastily. And that, again, the dialogue's so good with, uh, you know, the Lord says you should abandon war because you're outnumbered. It's hopeless. Which is exactly the situation Tokunaga is in as well, or Toronaga. Tokunaga. I've been saying Toronaga, Tor- Tor- haven't I? It's Tor- it's Tor- damn it. My yeah. notes are wrong. Toronaga. <laughs> and he's like, when he deadpans back, oh, well, unless I win. And you can see that slow smile because <laughs> he's so like. stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it's, right. It's, it's a man who believes in manifest. De- that's a thing someone who believes in manifest destiny says, right? Like, oh, yeah, of course it's hopeless and pointless and I shouldn't try unless I win. But maybe Toranaga does too, because of the Minawara and blood. And sure. Like there's like there's a little bit of like he knows that he's a hopeless, but he also is still playing the game because he secretly thinks he can win. There's I a mean, little bit of everything is hopeless unless you succeed. I like even even things that are 99 percent certain are hopeless unless you succeed. <laughs> it's I know, almost but a the, truism, but it's like the the, the comedy says is so that, much like, about him. Yes, yeah, that Toranaga is right there with him. Like yeah, uh-huh. yeah, brother, you and me against the world. <laughs> Yep. All right. Blackthorn asks about Tornaga's armor, which was made after he saw it in a dream. He warns Mariko that Tornaga is in danger, and she advises him not to speak out of turn. I have a feeling that once we finally see him in action, Tornaga is going to be a badass. He's got magic dream armor. <laughs> He's got magic blood. Uh huh. Even snickers- more than Hiramatsu. And he snicker snacked his ninja woman like it was nothing. Oh yeah. That was cool. With his Vorpal Blade, yeah. I, I have a feeling that like when him and the Iron Hand pop off, it's gonna be something. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And also there's this all you know, this this uh you know uh barbarian joke about you need a bath. It's like I ran out of bath. He's like in the prison? No, back at the village. It's like he's A week ago. Two baths in a week? What am I? Yeah, do you uh, want me to get the flux? The bloody flux? What is the flux? Like, I have no idea what the flux is. I think is. it's the uh the polite way of saying shitting your brains out. diarrhea yeah Yeah. nobunaga's revenge sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah all that all that shit that they poured on you a couple episodes back uh, oh yeah it's finally finally caught up to you um so martin petitions toranaga to allow the black ship to leave port he denies the request for now deciding that he wants to see this secret portuguese base boy just laying all the cards out huh he not only knows about them now but he's requesting to see them uh, i wonder if it's because like there's also this offense that the portuguese that the, they find out that the portuguese and spain have essentially divided the whole world and they consider oh, like yeah. they they thought that this was kind of an equal thing but like to see the plot laid bare to, to replace you and your culture and to take over and that they already see it as theirs they own it mm-hmm. i think he is speaking as a man of dignity and power uh and he's offended. And also the balance of power is such oh, yeah. that like if Japan united against these out, they just don't have the numbers, you know, like he's outnumbered by his countrymen. But if he could consolidate power, he absolutely would have the mandate and ability to drive these men out and maybe yeah, even yeah. get the Christians on his side because he could hoist them on their own petard here. Uh, religiously yeah, potentially speaking. the ones who who yeah, actually believe in the tenets of Christianity. 
Yeah, and then, like the fact that like that line about there's so much I don't know and so much this barbarian does. I'm gonna ha- just I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm I'm the the director of the foreign affairs and I'm gonna dot my eyes and cross my t's. And if the black ship is delayed, yeah. the black ship's delayed. It's pitching it as curiosity. I think is interesting, right? Not like righteous indignation that you people are yeah. carving up my land. But it isn't Nikki because he isn't he isn't all Tywin Lannister because Tywin Lannister wouldn't have showed his hand like this. Right. Right. But this is the this is the Ned Stark coming out where he's just like, I am I am I am in I am in power and righteously so. And uh, you guys are pipsqueaks and moral uh, morally insignificant. And I'm going to tell you about it. Mm -hmm. So Martin goes back to his people and reports Tornaga's decision. Uh, Regent Kiyama says he'll deal with the problem. So he sends an assassin after Blackthorn and Toradaga kills her. Yeah, but she kills a lot. I wonder if she kills anyone important. I couldn't tell. Like, did she kill? Like, one of those women might have been the Iron Fist's wife. But they also could have. I don't know because they're all. It's very dark. Yeah. And they're all dressed like all of. I I do like this. Everyone's color coded, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. all of. uh, Toranaga's men are in that kind of like neutral brown tone and all of Yoshida's men are in that gray tone. So like it's very easy to tell but also it makes them in the dark all kind of like you know when they're running and fleeing yeah. and screaming they're kind of all like all look the same. That seemed very racist. All these Japanese people look the same to me when they're wearing identical clothes in the hmm. dark. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was a badass scene because this woman is just going around gutting people like killing the oh, men yeah. uh, just like just just like playing the stealth angle perfectly um and the fact that Toranaga Nada had um set this up where he gave the barbarian his you know like the place of honor his but he was doing it just to kind of see hmm I, I didn't uh, pick up on that that's interesting I think I so. did I pick up on them, uh that they they kind of set up two identical situations one with uh just some dude and then one with Toranaga where they're kind of at the precipice of a doorway Mm-hmm. And the assassin's waiting, lurking behind, and she murders this other guy because he, he's yeah. got his sword halfway through the door. He's uh-huh. telegraphing his position, yeah. and she murders him. But Toranaga does that exact same thing, except completely destroys her, surprises the shit out of her. Yeah, this takes one of her jugulars out, and I, I thought mm. he would maybe interrogate her why before he dies. But I, the other thing I got here is that Toranaga, I think, thinks he he got enough from Blackthorn that where like if he died he wouldn't even care because he's already got enough to like put the screws to the other guys. And if like this guy gets killed and um, he could probably use that to his favor. And where if he lives, then he can find out that, Oh, this guy's even more important than I thought. And I might, might need, you know, he might be further. Again, I I'm really impressed by the way they're doing the intrigue and the politics, because again, I think Hmm. they're playing with all their hands face up and I'm still not a hundred percent sure what's going on. That's where I want to be. Uh, and I, I do wonder um, if if this also isn't a sort of battle testing from Toranaga too, because you notice he doesn't mm. step in when Blackthorn goes up to the assassin right away. He right. lets him kind of fend her off a little bit. Yep. And and then he steps in when she's about to murder him. Shows his personal so, valor and his like him trying to save well, Toranaga. And maybe gets a taste of what they might be up against with the white men, right? Like, sure, you can't. You can't judge all of them by Blackthorn and his capabilities or lack thereof, but mm-hmm. may, maybe gets a taste of like, okay, how how good are these people hand to hand? 
Yeah, and also the that's something that came up with Yabu too, that he's surprised at the strength of this uh, you know, particular European. And that wasn't even Blackthorn, right. that was just one of his crew. It's like Maybe they got a certain opinion of the Spanish and the Portuguese from the priests and the merchants, but now they're dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe the warrior class for the first time. Yeah. So I don't know if that's there, but I was seeing that. But that's it. That's the end of the uh, episode. Yeah, we got to run because it's about time for us to see the movie Dune Part 2. Uh, but we'll be back next week to get further into the world of Shogun. If you have feedback, please send it to us, Shogun at BaldMove.com. Please do not send us spoilers. Or you understand that there's a whole novel, there's a whole miniseries that probably a lot of people have seen and read, and also based on a lot of fictionalized historical accounts. We're just trying to go with the flow, man. Try, trying yeah, to see where, where life takes us in this, this crazy Shogun game. Uh, but if you have anything that you think would be helpful to explain like the backstory, the background... Uh, that's not that's not going to be explained to us um, or some of the cultural things or if you just got your opinions as a show watcher would love to hear it shogun at baldmove.com and we can also use your support support.baldmove.com it's not just altruism you give us some money you also get ad free feeds and bonus audio and video content uh, like, like our review of Dune uh, we give the a spoiler free version to everybody but then we get really spoilery just for the club members join up today at support.baldmove.com until next week, this is where we leave you. Uh, can't wait to see you back next week. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya. Mm-hmm.